Don't that feel good when your crowd behind you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let's give them something to cheer for now. Hey, I'm not going to be a real patient guy now. And I say this shit stops. Fire the cannons, Buxley. Tampa 2. Tampa 2. Think it's a game. I came up from nothing. You can't tell me. Yeah, did it on my own. Take on my next. So JP, uh, first off, it's an honor to have you on. Matt and I are both huge fans. We're both from Tampa. Grew up big Bucks fans and just general Tampa sports fans. Um, and so to have you on, it's a real honor. And you know, we've listened to you for years. Obviously, most recently at six twenty. Personally, um, on a side note, I don't think you. Uh, should be off of that network, but that's a whole nother conversation for another time. I think you guys are too kind, man. Too kind. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you very much. I so many of my, uh, my job is driving around kind of job to job in Tampa. And you made a lot of my jobs, uh, traveling a lot easier and, and quicker. So yeah, man, appreciate it. And six twenty. don't know what you guys are thinking, but I mean, <laughs> anything you can share with us on, um, what you got going on in the future for us following you. Uh, not really. Um, just because of a couple things, um, it might not compete and gotcha. uh, uh, strategically speaking, but, um, appreciate you asking it. I'll be on in, in some form digitally and it may be on another station as well. I don't know, but definitely on a digital, um, a digital platform. So it'll be a daily, it'll be a daily live show and podcast. Um, you know, what form it takes still remains to be seen, but, uh, I think, you know, I, I wish my former employers the best, um, but I think there's a huge void right now as far as sports radio in a major market in this particular market. Um, you know, it's just, it's philosophical. I think they, they want to do more guy talk. Um, they think that's where uh, the ratings are and they may be right. We'll see. Um, early returns are not good. For, early, early returns are not good for them. <laughs> um, just gonna but, say uh, yeah, you know, good luck. I, I, I wish them all the best. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this just one more note for me, and I don't want to kiss your butt too much, but I just <laughs> like feel free, I, go right ahead. <laughs> I tell Ryan all the time, man, that what I loved about you is like you could go from sport to sport and talk about the Lightning's rotations, the Rays designated hitter, and then you could go ahead and tell us how you know the Rays uh, plan to spend our money for getting a new stadium. So you just you, you know you kind of touch on it all, and that's what I really enjoyed about you being on the on the radio. Man. Well, I appreciate that. You know, it takes, um, yeah, I'm passionate about it. Um, you know, and obviously I, I spent a lot of time, uh, reading up on it and just more than that, just when you have, when you've been in this market for 22 years, you know, if you're not a complete idiot, you're going to absorb some meaningful information <laughs> to, to help lend some thing, uh, perspective to things that are going on, uh, now, because I, it's one of the things that I really, really lean on is, you know, like, like with this coaching search, well, gum. I've been through what five of them now, six of them. <laughs> it's hard to keep count. So it's been a you know, couple. I can lean. I can lean on sources. I can lean on, um, you know, the way the way the Glazers, the template of which they go about things, um, and make educational guesses and back it up with sourcing. So, you know, that's that's one thing that that, uh, frankly, six twenty lacks. They don't really have anybody that's been in this market and covering sports as as, as long as as I have or as long as many have. So, uh, I mean, Agreed. obviously Ian played the game and he's been here a while, but, you know, short of that, there's, you know, there's not a whole lot of uh, experience there. So whatever, though, I, I, again, I, I wish him all the best, whatever, whatever they do. Agreed. Uh, absolutely. Well, well, we're I'm glad to have you on. Let's, uh, let's go into the Bucks talk then. Bruce Arians, done deal. What do you think? 
Um, I think from what I'm hearing right now and some pretty good sources uh, inside the organization that unless the Glazers screw this deal up in terms of, of money and uh, which I don't think they'll do that. This is a done deal. I think Bruce was very, um, very excited when, uh, I mean, he killed the interview. I heard, you know, some people that were in the interview said he absolutely knocked it out of the park. Um, he's got, he's already working on his staff. He's got a, a, a good staff. I don't know if Bowles is, is actually, that's a done deal, but I know that's where he wants to go. Uh, he really wants to to put that staff back together that he had so much success with in Arizona. Mm. So if he can do that, that's going to be a home run for the Bucks because I do think that there's talent on this team. I really do. I, th- totally. I thought it was uh, talented enough to make the playoffs this year. Um, and I think, you know, the suspension, uh, the way Dirk Cutter handled it. Uh, and, I, you know, frankly, I just I don't th- I think Dirk is a very good coordinator. I think and he's a very smart guy. and He's, he's a great dude, man. I mean, you'd love, I'd love to go fishing, golfing with the guy. I really like him as a person. I just don't think he's a great head coach. And, and, and let me say this, you know, that's a hard job, you know, next to maybe being quarterback in, in, in the NFL, the head coach is the, is the toughest position to deal with the egos that you have to deal with these days, that the Sean Jackson's, the Brent Grimes, the crap that comes, that goes around. I mean, I don't, I honestly, I don't know how they do it to be, it, it's a tough job, but I just, and I don't think Dirk handled that very well. I don't think he managed games very well. I think that was very, very one, one of his weakest parts is managing games. And, you know, in a league where most games, most games are one score games, that makes a huge difference. The huge. great game managers like Belichick win and the guys that don't know how to do it very well, like Cutter don't, I think, you know, I think Cutter's a brilliant guy and he knows football, but I just don't think he was a very good game manager. Agree. And I'll piggyback that. I think he's a great coordinator and I think he's probably going to go back to the Falcons and probably have some success right away. And, yep. and I think that's awesome for him. But with all yep. that being said, I do feel like Bruce Arians is a really good natural transition and a really good fit for what we have uh, pieces at the skill positions. I do think we need a running game. I don't know if I believe the Le'Veon thing yet, I could see I why. I just don't think it's going to happen. God, it's too much money. Yeah, it's agreed. too much money to commit to um, a thirty. Or I don't know what he's. What is he? Twenty eight now? Twenty nine? Twenty eight? Whatever he is, it's not so much the age as the miles on the car, man. That that it's just he's had too many touches. You might be able to squeeze one good year out of him. Um, you know, kind of a show me year, uh, but to spend, you know, to guarantee him 50, 60, 70 million dollars would be folly, especially when you need, you know, you need offensive line, you need defensive line, you need so much, you need corners, Corner. safety. I mean, you need so much help on this team right now. I like, I'm not saying that you need to make the playoffs. I think they're plenty talented, but you can improve in other areas. And I just, I don't, I just philosophically don't believe in spending that much on a running back. So, no, I totally um, agree. But, but, yeah, especially but seeing I, I what James about Arians. I think he's a, I, I think your points are, are really good. He's a great fit right now. And, you know, a lot of people are worried about his age and his health. And it's like, you know what? Let's worry. Let him bring us to the playoffs a couple of years in a row. And then we'll worry about who comes next. You know, it's just pass the torch the to a guy like Bowles. Yeah. And if yeah. Bowles is on the squad, pass it to him or or whoever the offensive coordinator, if it's kitchens or whomever he brings in. I mean, heck, if somehow Munkin somehow doesn't get a head coach and stays because they want continuity whatever, but we could have some natural transitions uh, and backup plans for when Bruce is really retiring. And I think that would be an awesome side to him. But again, it's like, oh, are you kidding me? Why worry about that? I'm now? not worried about that now. You know, this team needs a turnaround now and a proven head coach with a talent that's already on this team. 
um, the salary cap room that you're going to have. You've got a quarterback that is, is far from perfect, but he's damn good. And with Arian's direction um, and, and his belief, I think one of the biggest things Jameis needs right now is a coach that believes in him because Cutter did not. Cutter did not. Cutter, he was That's never Cutter's. I don't think he was never Cutter's guy. And I think they had a professional relationship. And I think that, you know, that it's, it's strained in the last two years. I don't think there's any question about that. And I think th- this year it just, it got wrecked to be quite honest. Um, but I think that Arians would, would put a belief in Jameis that he needs, um, you know, and I, and I don't want to make any excuses for Jameis. He's a talented kid. He's made mistakes, but you, you get a guy like Bruce Arians working with him. Um, then we're going to see how good he can be. There'll be no excuses after you get a guy like Bruce Arians, who's a proven head coach, who's a proven quarterback whisperer, if Jameis can't can't get over the hump um, and just cut down on the turnovers, obviously that's all he's got to do, then it's on him, and we'll be able to find out. Yeah, I think we all kind of see it through the same scope. I'm I'm right there with you guys. I think, in my opinion, you know, talking about the roster a little bit, a right guard, a tackle, maybe a third down back. And, yep. a corn, and a cornerback. I'm a big greedy guy. We won't talk about that too much. But uh, I think we get a couple pieces like that, and, and there's no reason we can't compete. Um, can you touch on a couple guys that we're going to have to make uh, some decisions on as far as like McCoy, Quan, Donovan Smith, and and what you see with the roster? Yeah, you know, all right, I'll start with with um, with Quan. If you're looking for – what was that ridiculous number he put out? I think it was 14. Yeah, like he, Keekly, yeah, like come on, dude. I mean, he, look, Quan's a talented guy, and he makes plays, but he's not consistent. Um, he's not. And he's got. He he's just not a, a great linebacker. I think he's good. He's a good linebacker. Um, and, and so, if he wants to, if he's looking for that much money, and somebody's going to pay him that, you know, God bless you, Quan. Love you. I mean, I think he's a great guy. I love Quan. He's a great quote. He's a great interview. Um, but that's just too much money to pay a guy like that. He's not, he's not, he's not that good. He hasn't proven himself that much. Um, but if we can hold on to him at a reasonable rate, yeah, keep the continuity going. Absolutely. McCoy at 13 million. Look, you know, you just go back through the history of defensive tackles, interior defensive tackles. Once they hit 30 years old, their production drops off precipitously. And it's just because there's too much wear and tear on the position inside. And McCoy's played a lot of football. And I think he's probably got one, maybe two more good years left in him. So if I'm the McCoy thing to me is, is like the last thing I do, you know, once I go out and see what else is out there in free agency, um, see if there's a younger guy that maybe not be as good, but close to it that I can get for half the price. Then I let him go. If there's, you know, if there's not anybody out there and, you know, it's hard to find good defensive line, let's be honest. And I do have the cap room and it kind of works out that way. Then I would keep him. So to me, I I know that's kind of on the fence. Look, he's a really good player and he's still a really good player, but you know, to commit 13 million right now to him, I think is, is a tough ask, especially when Vita Vea is starting to show that he can play as well. And you also don't know what, you know, if Todd Bowles comes in, what's he going to run? Is it going to be more three, four? Is it, what's it going to be? You know, so Question. I think there's, yeah, to, the to McCoy's ju- decision to me is predicated on so many other things. So I don't have to make it right now. I'm going to push that down the road as far as I can. And, and until I can see what's out there and what, what my options are in the draft, et cetera, et cetera. So um, as far as, as Donovan Smith goes, look, he's not, a, he's not, 
a left tackle in this league. He's just not. And, and look, and they ask him to do a lot of tough stuff. There's a lot of seven step drop and I get that, but he's just too inconsistent. He's too inconsistent. And by now we should have seen more improvement. And I don't see a whole lot of improvement in his game. He's a great athlete. He's a great locker room guy. I like him personally. I think he's a good teammate. I think he's a good culture guy. But if I could, if I'm the Bucks, I'm looking to draft a left tackle and move him to right tackle. I think he'd be a really good right tackle in this league, and he could also be your your swing tackle. If your left tackle goes down, you can always move him back. I think he's a valuable piece, but he's not a franchise left tackle. He's not a second contract, twelve, thirteen, fourteen million dollar left tackle. So. Um, if he's willing to take uh, DeMar Dotson type of money then and move to the right side, then we're good. If he's not, adios. Uh, who else did you ask about? Well, you named all three. It was Quan, okay. uh, Donovan, and Gerald. But uh, I'm curious. You said something that got me thinking. Do you, th- do you think we could run a 3-4? Because Matt and I have had this debate, and I actually don't think we're as far off as maybe it would look on paper to run a 3-4. What is your thoughts on that? No, I, th- I think Vea can be a nose tackle. I think he can play the nose. And I, and I th- also think Gerald McCoy would be a damn good outside uh, three, four guy. I mean, he plays that anyway at times. He, you know, he's not, you know, he's not a, a you know, a 340 pound interior tackle. He's super athletic. He can play the outside. So I, I don't think Gerald McCoy, if you hang on to him, he could definitely play the outside. Um, you know, you could have JPP, Vea, and, and Gerald McCoy as your three down guys. And I think, you know, I think that's, that's, <laughs> as good as there is in the league right there. Right. How about at the um, linebacker position? Um, well, Beckwith, Quan and Levante David are tremendously talented. You got to yep. go get another guy. Um, but that's, you know, that's not hard to do. And, and now, I mean, you saw it the other day in the playoff game. Yeah. I um, knew you were going to go there. The Chargers. Yeah, game. <laughs> they, yeah. They ran, they ran seven defensive backs, no linebackers for a lot of the um, game. I've Honestly, never I seen that. Where, yeah. I think that's where this league is going to be quite honest. I think it's going more towards the Lamar, Jackson type of quarterbacks and more defensive backs. And, and they, the, especially with as, as, as successful as they were. So, you know, I think, you know, I, I think we get hung up now on four, three, three, four, blah, blah, blah. Everything's multiple now. And you got to be able to do a lot of different things. And I think it's more about being able to be versatile and match up with the teams you're playing. And, you know, in this division with these kind of quarterbacks, you know, I, I just think that you've got to have a lot of versatile speed, fast type guys and Quan and Levante are fast and you can keep them. I think you can keep them on the field most of the time, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't, I don't really get hung up in the three, four, four, three stuff anymore. It's all about multiple and what guys can do versatile guys, getting guys that can do a lot of different things. Agreed. I agree. I only got one more question for you. I don't know if Ryan has another one, but can you touch on just real quick? I know me and you kind of were talking on going back and forth a little on Twitter, but when JPP came out and said, I don't know the exact quote, but a bunch of real guys, guys are, real yeah, guys ain't keeping it real. Exactly. Yeah. What do you read yeah. into that? And you think that's a real thing? Uh, I kind of do. Um, yeah, I, I do. I do. And you know, I go back to, I go back to the nine and seven season and I really thought this, this team had turned the culture thing around. I thought that I thought they were ascending. I thought they were getting better as a team. I thought that, you know, that they kind of rooted out a lot of bad guys and were heading in the right direction. And then they signed Chris Baker. Then they brought in Brent Grimes. Then they brought in DJX. I think all those guys and maybe a few others just poisoned the locker room uh, and where it was headed. Uh, DJ completely undermined Jameis from day one. 
And that was, I mean, I don't know why you bring in a guy like that when you know that's his reputation and you have a young emerging quarterback. That was, you know, Jason's made some good moves, but the good moves have been negated by bringing in bad guys that have screwed up the chemistry of this team. And, you know, getting Baker out of here, getting Grimes out of here, and getting Djax out of here, I think is huge. Get him out of here. Resign Adam Humphreys. You got, you know, you, you got plenty of receivers. Godwin's better than Djax anyway as, as an overall player. Uh, you don't need him. Um, and I think that's going to be a huge, you know, variance comes in and brings in bowls. You know, they're not putting up with the crap that Grimes is, was doing and saying in, in the, and you can watch it on films, how bad that guy was playing. He, Unreal. I put, I put it on Twitter. This guy, he ran around like he's a hemophiliac <laughs> avoiding contact, like a rodeo clown. I mean, he just, it was, it was comical to watch him play. I mean, he was just diving at, at running back's feet, not even wanting to make contact. So, I mean, when you have that stuff going on and JPP, man, he kept, he, he kept it. You saw how Love he that balled, dude. He balled that out. Dude. And it was, and it was a stark contrast to the way a lot of the other guys were playing, wasn't it? When you turned on the tape, oh it's man, like, it, to see and and uh, to jump in, Brent Grimes used the whole. Well, our coach Hoke was was telling us to you know to to cut the edge or whatever to seal the edge, and I'm like, no coach would ever tell you to avoid a tackle the way he was. No, ever. No, like no. it was just insane hearing that, and the tape was just brutal. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think if you bring in Arians, you get Todd Bowles, um, you know, you've got some salary cap room. Uh, I, I think that this team can can make a turnaround really, really fast. They got a lot of good pieces. Obviously, the offense is has got a lot of weapons, and um, I, th- I think they're closer than than people think. Okay, yeah, I love the mentor who. Uh, played for Arians before. I think he puts them out on Twitter. Like if he comes here, uh, everyone better be ready. So that kind of, that kind of gives you an insight to what he thinks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, he, look, he's a proven head coach. Love that. Um, and as much as I like uh, Chris Richard, and I think he's going to be a good head coach. Um, I, you know, I just don't, we don't have time for on the job training. You know, nope. this, this guy's proven he's been there. He's done it. He's, I just think he's such a good fit. And especially if you can bring balls with him. Um, yeah, I just, I think it's a home run for, for the bucks right now. And, uh, it's what they desperately, desperately need a two-time coach of the year. That's available and interested in coaching our young quarterback. That could be a franchise quarterback. I'm totally, on I board. mean, could you, could you have asked for anything more? No, I, mean, I don't think, think so with all the vacancies. And this is the thing I was worried about with all the vacancies. I was like, man, we're going to get, you know, the bottom of the barrel here. Who are we going to get after all the good ones are picked up by the Packers and the the Jets, you know, who's going to be left and for Arians to fall in our lap like this. And frankly, I think that's why Jason Light stayed on. Yep. I think totally. the Glazers were smart enough to know that that was the connection that was going to get him here. And if that proves to be true, then that's a genius move by, by the Glazers. Oh yeah. Okay. So we'll end here. And again, we really appreciate you being on here, shedding some insight on this. Okay, two part. Well, I'm glad you finally asked me, guys. You know, <laughs> it took you long. <laughs> All right. So Matt and I have had quite actually breaking right now. The Packers hired Matt LaFleur as their head coach. Interesting. Um, <laughs> shocking, right? You know what? You know what's funny about this, guys? Is like I heard Cliff Kingsbury's now interviewing. Oh, it's for like, the, okay. Oh, is on. this a GQ contest or are we looking for head coaches? I mean, just because Sean McVay is a handsome young man and has really great hair. Everybody now thinks the temple it is to go find a handsome young offensive guy and it's, and it's going to work and they may, they may work out. I don't know, but 
doesn't it kind of seem like that now? It's interesting, especially him living in L.A. It's like it's very yeah. much like the sexy coach thing. It's right. it's really and and just from a, like a fielding perspective, they all want offensive coordinators. Like the defensive coordinators aren't getting nearly as many looks. It's interesting. And, and what and what's winning in the playoffs? Right, running the ball defense. and defense. defense. Yeah. Oh god. Okay, I love so this to end here, two part question. Matt and I debated this, and I'll be honest, I live in Nashville, and so I went to the joint practices, and I saw this guy standing on the sidelines playing with dummies the whole practice, and I'm talking about V to V, and not to discredit an injury, because I don't want to do that, but I was very adamant going into this season that I thought Derwin James was the pick. Now, here we are, one year later, how do you feel about that pick? Well, hey, you guys listen to my show, and I, I, you know, I said I like Derwin. I think he's going to be a really good football player, but I, w- I wanted to see make make more plays at Florida State. If he's going to be a safety in this league, I think you needed to have more instincts. Um, but what I didn't realize is, <laughs> I don't think Derwin was playing very hard when he was at FSU his last nope. year, and I think that's part of it. Um, so I, I, I kind of whiffed on that myself. He's a, he's a tremendous athlete, but I also think if we'd have drafted him, Mike Smith wouldn't have known what to do with him. And I don't, I'm not sure if Duffy would have either, but, uh, you know, it's like giving a Ferrari to Stevie wonder. Um, so <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know if he would have had the same season here, but look, I think Vita Vey is going to be a good player. I re- and I think we saw at the end of the year, you know, we started to, you know, get off blocks. I mean, he pushes people. Like I've rarely seen in this league. You don't see guys getting 340 pound guards getting pushed eight yards back in the, in the, in the, in the offensive backfield every single time. And Vita Vea does that. He's a freak. And then once he learns how to play, I think he's going to be really good, but yeah. <laughs> Could we have used Derwin James? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, our yeah, secondary no couldn't use any help this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt. He's, he's going to be a fabulous player and it already is a fabulous player in his league. All right. Well, with that, again, we appreciate your time, and uh, we'll look forward to maybe chatting again closer to draft time. It is in Nashville, so Matt and I are going to be live uh, uh, nice. at Very the draft, nice. so we'll be probably be talking a couple prospects. There's some guys we definitely think could help us immediately. I, I might have to head up there for the draft. Hey, you'll have to let us know. I know some uh, yeah. good breweries around here. That sounds good. Done. <laughs> Done. We right. Thanks, guys. Really, really cool. enjoyed it. Thank you. Hey, have a good night, man. You too, guys. See ya. Well, I mean, there it is. So, JP JP says... uh, in the building, finally. JP, baby. I'm saying. So, Bruce Arians is the guy. I wanted to touch on a little bit. Did you see this, Matt, the Jay Glazer report? And I've never heard this. And have you ever heard of a coach being sent to a hospital to just be checked out? No, but you know what? Almost for, like, if I was hiring him, I would almost want that, too. Like... Look, at the end of the day, we don't want the guy to go back to having serious health problems. So I don't, you know, if, if that was the case, I, I feel like I'd do the same thing if I was in there. She's like, look, I hope you're okay. And, uh, you know, if you're coming in here, give us a couple years. We don't, we're, I, I doubt anyone's going to think he's going to be here for 10, 12 years coaching. But, yeah. you know, bring us back and get us going in the right way and then help us find another guy to uh, keep it going down the right road. And, um, I, I think that's all. And now I'm seeing the, on the TV in my background, Kirby smart. I don't know what that's about. I, there's a lot, you never know, you know, uh, these guys talking, their agents kind of propping up to one job or another. So now it's all kind of crazy, but I think we're all hoping that BA is the guy. And, 
like having a proven guy like we all just touched on, I, I think is the way to go. And I'm excited to see if it's him. I, I think we're going to know by late tonight, tomorrow. Yeah, I think I think we're going to wake up in the next day or two and we're going to know for sure. I mean, I think the writing has been on the walls for a while. and We've talked about it and JP said it from his sources inside the walls. I think it's done. They're just working out details. And I can't imagine the Glazers who have been so open to bringing in and spending money on free agents wouldn't get this done considering um, the situation. So exciting times, man. It's, uh, you know, for all the shit we went through this year and how negative it was, it does feel like there's some positivity and some juice about to, to join the organization, huh? I mean, I think if you told any Bucks fan who at the end of the day, you know, we hear so much negative shit on Twitter and this and that about, we hate this guy. We hate our quarterback. We hate our coach, man. If you're a Bucks fan and we both been Bucks fans for 32 years, grew up both what 15 minutes, 20 minutes from the stadium. Like you want to see us do good. And I think if you, if you told me this week, 12, 13, that hey, at the end of the year, we're going to bring in Bruce Arians and the kind of coaches he can bring in with them. I think we're all signing up for something like that. And like I said, the only caveat there is his health. And and if that checks out, it's just a slam dunk to have a guy like that in here. Yep. Uh, so I guess we'll end on that, but I'm just curious. Have you bought your Kangol hats yet or what? My what? Your Kangol hats. Is that what they're called? The ones that he rocks? Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't, but I'll tell hey, you what, man, we start winning. I'll wear whatever if we start winning. Like <laughs> I know I took you know you came in town for the one game. We had you and some some tropical. Uh, hey baby, I wore a Hawaiian Bucks shirt to the Hawaiian game. Hawaiian Bucks shirt. You and uh, you and the other eighty year old with the high white socks were the only two rocking it. But hey man, I'll he rock swag I'll rock though. <laughs> I'll rock one of those man and yeah again if JP listens. Uh, Thanks for coming on again. That was that was really cool to a guy you've listened to on the radio for a long time, and hopefully we get him back before the draft. Love to talk prospects with him, and yeah, um, shit. If we get him down to Tennessee, take him out for a beer, a couple holes of golf. If he if he listens to it, so oh yeah, I know a couple spots. Anyway, until next time, everybody. Five cannons, baby. <laughs>